This is Recruiting Daily's Recruiting Live podcast, where we look at the strategies behind the world's best talent acquisition teams. We talk recruiting, sourcing, and talent acquisition. Each week, we take one overcomplicated topic and break it down so that your three-year-old can understand it. Make sense? Are you ready to take your game to the next level? You're at the right spot. You're now entering the mind of a hustler. Here's your host, William Tincup. This is William Tincup, and you're listening to the Recruiting Daily Podcast. Today, we have Yvette on from Oracle, and our topic today is the latest Oracle Cloud HCM innovations. Normally, uh, Yvette and I get together at, a, at HR Tech, and we do a briefing, and we decided this year to do something different, to not do a briefing. Wow. How novel is that? So uh, we wanted to give it a couple of weeks and then talk about all the things that they've innovated uh, in the recent year. And uh, without any further ado, Yvette, would you do us a favor and introduce yourself and what you do at Oracle? You betcha, William. It's great to be here. So um, I'm Yvette Cameron. I am the Senior Vice President for Oracle Cloud HCM Product Strategy. And I've been with the organization just over three years, been in the business for 30 plus years. So there you go. At one point, do you stop saying the number? Did There's a there's a time in which you just say a lot, a long time. Just been been doing this a you long time. <laughs> I used to actually, um, there was a period there recently, um, William, where I did drop the number, but now I've embraced it. It's okay. part of my support of the multi-generational workforce. And I think we need to be proud <laughs> of the experience we bring. <laughs> I love that. That's so my not, story, and I'm sticking to I it. I like it. I like it. See, I thought it was just about ageism for me, and I deleted all the 20, everything before 2020, uh, 20, uh, 2000, year 2000. I deleted everything. It was like I didn't, I never worked. And then I was going well, to do know, that I, in 2005 and just delete. <laughs> it just always have a rolling 20, 20 years of history. Uh, I know. You know, it's funny. I actually did start working when I was 16, um, even before that. But unfortunately, that wasn't even in my HR career. So I have dropped a few things. We're just going to leave That's fair. (laughs) That's fair. The job at Pizza Hut, Captain D's. We're going to leave those off the list for a while. All right. Where do we where do we want to start with these innovations? You know, I think we should start with probably the top, um, the top, one of the top issues for organizations today, which is employee experience. And we have been innovating incredibly rapidly over recent years. And uh, most recently added to our Oracle Me employee experience platform, a new offering called Oracle Celebrate. So let's start with that. So I want to say Celebrate is somewhere in the recognition space. Is that, am I close? You know, we did a pretty good job naming that, didn't we? <laughs> Telegraph the solution. Well, that's yeah, good, you know. though. That's good. That actually helps employees because if they have to, like, think about it and go, uh, what do we call the thing? Then we've kind of failed them. Exactly, exactly. You know, we came out last year with an addition to Oracle Me called um, Oracle touch points, which really connects employees and managers to um, to have these frequent touch points and pulse surveys, et cetera. And now this is kind of the other side of the coin. This is putting peer-to-peer connections together, helping recognize um, individuals, colleagues, et cetera, across the organization in the moment, celebrate successes, milestones, um, progress, uh, you know, uh, competitions, what have you. Um, so we're very excited to bring this forward. I will say that um, uh, I've had a had a lot of conversations about celebrations and and this concept of um, really focusing on the culture of organizations through 
recognition and, and not just peer to peer, but it could be manager to employee, it can be manager to an individual anywhere in the company. And some people say, okay, so what's new, right? What's new about this? But I have to say, um, when you bring the concept of recognition and um, real-time feedback and celebration into an organization on top of a tool set that is already unified across skills identification and compensation and pay payments and performance and feedback, et cetera. It's a, com it's a complete game changer for organizations as opposed to putting some third-party technology on top and say, hey, here's your celebration app, go to it. When it really is part of the culture and the, the integrated technology of the organization, it is truly a game changer for companies. So we're very excited about this new offering. What it should inform, if done well, like you like said, if it's part of the suite, it should inform performance. It should inform compensation. It should inform other things instead of being bespoke and off by itself. Uh, so like that makes sense to me. I think it would make sense to a, a lot of Oracle customers. Like, okay, this is something that's EX is important. We get it. Uh, but it can't just be by itself. It's got to actually be integrated into a fuller strategy and a more road data strategy so it informs other pieces i want to get your take on how folks uh your customers and, and prospects alike are thinking about celebrations in this remote flexible hybrid kind of this the way that work gets done today how do they think of celebrations either similarly than we did pre-covid or, or differently it's it's a great question i think um what i'm hearing and seeing is that this idea of, um, of connecting people in the moment and celebrating successes and achievements and goals, et cetera, is more important than ever. We have such a dispersed um, uh, organization, you know, structure across so many companies now with the remote work, et cetera, and building that connection, building that bridge between individuals and building that connection um, to um, to goals or achievements and and, and uh, really bringing those those formerly maybe unseen and unsung heroes forward is so incredibly important today. Burnouts at an all-time high, um, feeling disconnected um, is at an all-time high. I recently read a, a survey, I think it was from Gallup, who said that, you know, um, uh, employees who are really thriving um, at work, you know, was actually at an all-time high last year. You know what that all-time high number was? Something like 22%, 22%. And that's an all-time high. So there is, there is clearly a need for connecting people in meaningful ways. And what I love about the way that we've designed celebrations is that, of course, you can create programs with or without points, right? There's a recognition um, and a reward component to this as well. If you want to, you know, deliver monetary or, or gifts or various things, or you can do it just with the, the recognition. But the way we've designed it is that organizations can set up these programs that really provide um, feedback and value around company culture. But you can also set it up uh, for teams within your own team if you want to promote projects, right? Like an engineering team who's trying to deliver a project or a feature in the next six months and have milestones and set the recognition and the rewards around that milestone. So large company initiatives, business line initiatives, team level initiatives, 
all able to be supported through this. And, and again, when you've got these, these organizations that have, you know, 70% or more that, that aren't coming into the office, what a great way to connect people. It's, it's more important than ever. What are you seeing from your clients in terms of personalization? And, and what I mean by that is like, okay, in that moment, you might want to be recognized or celebrated in a different way that I would. Like, how do we, how do we gather that data uh, as a team and then understand how people like to be celebrated? No, that's a that's a that's a really good insight um, and and question. I think that um, first off, there's there's several capabilities that we've brought forward to enable that recognition and to help people um, um, make that in a in a way that's maybe um, uh, easier for them if that's not a natural skill. So we have embedded, for example, generative AI into the feedback portion, so that as you're giving feedback. Um, uh, you know, we, we are able to support that and, and bring use gen AI and the context, context awareness that, you know, we're recognizing a particular milestone or achievement, et cetera, and, and make that an easier process for the giver, for the recipient. Um, you know, I, I think that, uh, over time, as we look at, um, how people, you know, what's the, what's the distribution of, uh, feedback, how people are, Perhaps um, if you're using the rewards component, how they're um, uh, redeeming those rewards. Are they, you know, taking a monetary payment? Are they, you know, going, opting for experiences, et cetera? I think that's going to be a um, an indicator. But I think even more is just asking people, right? Is this, is this recognition meaningful for you? Is there, you know, what are your preferences? And so one of the key components that we have within Oracle HCM is this ability to constantly be surveying, whether it's a pulse survey on a daily or a weekly basis, ad hoc, periodic, the big annual survey. I think asking people, you know, for that, for that, um, that uh, insight, you know, is this, is this make sense for you? Is this meaningful to you? I don't know another, a better way to, to, um, to get that insight other than to ask directly. Um, so we'll, we'll see, you know, we'll see how, um, as organizations take this up, um, what kind of new trends we're able to find from individuals receiving these benefits. Well, and what's beautiful about that is different industries, different managers, different customers can use it differently in terms of feedback. So the fact that it's enabled, they can, if they're curious and they want to find out, they, they've got a way to do that. And again, getting back to the data is all still in one place, which is nice. What do we? Uh, what do you? What do you think? Like next year, twenty twenty four. What do you think that uh, you'd like to see in EX next year? That's a great question. You know, um, so we have our big, our big here at Oracle um, investments uh, over the last two years, as as we've clearly uh, demonstrated, is focused on the employee experience and. Last year, as we introduced touch points and a new way to really put more responsibility on managers to be better leaders um, for their employees, you know, that's that was really important. As I look out to 2024, I think more emphasis on empowering managers. And I don't mean the senior executives. I mean, middle managers, right? right. The, the ones with the direct teams. 
We've done so much as an industry. We've done so much here at Oracle on the individual employees experience and guiding you through journeys and growing your career and connecting with your manager. And, and that was a great start for manager enablement, but there's so much more we can be doing. And, and you know, I think um, our investments in analytics in the experiences that we delivered in our grow capabilities, which is you know helping managers guide their employees to better experiences, um, continued investment in that that manager focus because again, you know, it is a different world um, uh, in the in the workforce today than it was three four years ago. Expectations of individual employees are so much higher, and the expectations they have of their managers yep. um, is incredibly high. The flexibility, insight, empathy, compassion that need to be able to trust and be trusted. And we need to make sure as an as an industry that we are empowering those managers with the tools and the capabilities and the training and the insights so that they can be the best leaders possible. Because still, even though it's a different work environment than it was four years ago, still people leave managers, not companies. And we That's need right. to do all we can to, to re-enable and rearm them with the best tools. Well, I think every dollar that you invest there with managers, you're investing in retention. So uh, the more tools, resources, training, et cetera, managers are, are often, they're promoted and then they're there, and then we kind of <laughs> we don't give them the tools and resources. So I love the old bets uh, and your innovations. All anything that anything that you can do for managers, because I also see it show up in recruiting when candidates are asking questions of their hiring managers. They're asking questions about them. They're asking questions about okay, how do you handle difficult situations? How do you answer? How do you handle celebrations? You know things like that. And if a manager's frozen or they can't answer it. A candidate just moves on. They don't. They don't. They're not trying. They're not in the. They're not in the fix you business. They're just gonna move on to the next company. Which you know, I don't hate that. I think that's actually the right thing to do for a candidate. So I love exactly. that. I love that investment. What other innovations have you seen this year? Yeah. So we have also uh, recently announced um, our new workforce scheduling and labor optimization solution. Which, quite honestly, William, although it's um, you know, it's really geared towards the, the the deep requirements of scheduling your workforce based on the demand of your business. So healthcare organizations trying to um, ensure they've got the right talent, the right skills to deliver the right patient outcomes or in retail, you know, really tailoring that scheduling to the rise and fall and changing nature of volume of customers and weather impacts, et cetera, or manufacturing while the, this solution um, is, is really geared towards that, um, that delivery of those optimized labor schedules, it's really another um, investment in employee experience. Mm -hmm. Because ultimately, right, especially again in this environment, um, to combat uh, burnout and work-life balance and all these, these areas that are critical importance for the individual, I want to feel I've got a sense of control over when I'm working, that my my preferences are being um, taken into consideration, that when I am scheduled for something that isn't optimal, I've got an easy way to see that schedule, do 
shift swapping. Um, make sure that when I'm making those shift swaps that it's appropriate again for the skills and, and that the overtime is being managed behind the scenes. So I'm not asking ridiculous things that are going to be, you know, uh, denied, et cetera. So we're super excited about our new demand-based workforce scheduling and labor optimization because it delivers on the um, cost uh, um, and labor um, goals that organizations have and, and focusing on the outcomes, again, patient, retail, et cetera, while at the same time, really, really driving better experiences and outcomes for their workforce. So it's a great um, one-two punch, right, for, for organizations. Well, what I, you know, what's interesting and what I love about it is also, you, as you said, it, it helps with the X, it helps with retention. It also helps with what you've done with manager uh, enablement. So instead of them having to come to a manager, which is exactly what used to happen with schedules, is that their email, their their uh, their voicemail box would fill up with, hey, I want to work Tuesday, not Wednesday, this, that, and the other. It's like, you know, here's the coverage map. Y'all can just... <laughs> y'all switch shifts <laughs> if you don't like where you're at you know talk to somebody else and, sh and switch the manager is then enabling them which which again we've you've given them tools for the managers to do that so their experience i mean it's really kind of the manager experience as well as the employee experience uh, i love that and i love the I, analytics I, yeah. go ahead Sorry. I was going to say, you know, the, the the manager experience in this is huge. The stress on managers today to try to mm -hmm. optimize those schedules without the assistance of AI or without the assistance of empowered employees can be really, really quite stressful to your point. So, yeah, it's it's great from all sides. You were mentioning analytics. Yeah. Yeah, I was, so, I was thinking about the analytics you're going to sit on top of and helping them navigate their week to week to week to week so that. You know, again, they can start seeing some seasonality. They can start seeing different things uh, in their own business. So it is helps the leadership. It helps managers. It helps employees. Like I can see the analytics becoming extremely powerful sitting on all that data. So um, it's it's really interesting. What we've heard from our customers is um, that too many of today's solutions when they're managing um, you know, workforce scheduling and the optimization component um, is that it's the analytics that oftentimes come out of those solutions are very centered on the people. And of course, right, right the right. labor costs, et cetera, is, is part of it. But the budgeting, the labor mm -hmm. cost, the, um, the insights um, that span not just finance and HCM, but span those demand system and the outcomes and, and all of the components, right? This is, this is where I'm super excited to bring these workforce um, management solutions to market that um, are also natively developed as part of a broader suite because then suddenly all of that, the budgeting, the encumbrance of finance, the um, the people, the outcomes um, component is all visible in a single dashboard. Um, so those analytics are, are um, incredibly important. And we are working very closely um, with our healthcare organizations when we published this press release on workforce. Um, we did so with a large focus on the healthcare impact for our healthcare customers. Um, we're working very closely with many to 
to really help them, um, um, you know, leverage these capabilities. And they're working closely with us to, to help drive the capabilities as well. But you'll see also in that press release that, you know, we're focusing very much also on other industries. This is intended to be a scheduling and optimization solution for all demand-driven industries and right. and um, driven by AI and, you know, um, capped with the analytics that give you the insight you need across the business. Um, you know, it's, a, it's again, it's a, it's a powerful solution across so many fronts. So when you do innovations, we just talked about uh, EX and, and uh, some of the things that you've done in scheduling and op workforce optimization. The good news is you, you do stuff like that, especially sitting on top of the, 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 the platform itself. You already build them natively, and so it's already integrated. You don't have to worry about any of that stuff as a customer. And you'd then... be surprised. You'd be surprised at how many, you know, at how many organizations take that for granted, and then they, they bring these solutions in, and they're like, um, "I don't understand. I, what, Why doesn't it I, talk to the other thing?" Exactly. Exactly. It's something yeah. that so many take for granted. Hundred um, percent. And, and and we deliver it because it's not easy, right? It That's does right. require knowledge and deep knowledge in all of these areas to truly bring it together in a way that makes sense. Well, you just said something super simple that probably people wouldn't pick up on. It's like budgeting, mm -hmm. and uh, not in not in the HR sense of budgeting, but but in the financial sense of budgeting, because you all have a whole host of financial tools as well. And so, if they're an Oracle shop. Uh, an Oracle customer, this this data over here feeds things that uh, other people that in finance and accounting would be able to look at and then see, okay, what are we doing right? What are we doing wrong? How can we make this better? Again, if if it's a if it's a tool or an application that sits on 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 a on a platform but doesn't talk and doesn't inform, they don't get that. That's that's exactly. just that's just lost. Um, do you have another innovation you want to go through? So, you know, um, we've been talking about product innovations and of course, you know, we, we, you know, deliver great, great products, but I also want to talk about um, a service offering. So we have uh, recently launched a service offering called Oracle HCM Now, and this is um, a solution aimed to the mid-enterprise organizations um, from, say, 2,000 to 15,000 employees, a way to help ensure that they are able to um, deploy Oracle Cloud HCM in a way that is appropriate for the maturity of their business um, in a in a budget understood um, you know cost time and scope um, and and uh, essentially get to get to impact um, faster than ever before. So with Oracle um, HCM now um, we have partnered with um, several of our um, uh, of our partner organizations. Mm -hmm to work with these mid-enterprise customers, bringing forward the scope solution, um, and like I said, at, a, at an understood price and timeframe, so that literally within six months or so, right, they can be live with their cloud HCM and some core capabilities, and then phase additional components um, over time as they need for their unique business requirements. So, um, you know, it's uh, this idea of, you know, fast cloud HCM from Oracle from for mid enterprise. Yeah, is it a fit? Absolutely, it's a fit. I love I love it because again, they've got to show value. Well, large organizations have to show value too, but they're accustomed to something that might take more time. Uh, but I I love the the idea of like, okay, you know what? We don't even though you've purchased everything. Okay, you have the full suite done. Let's get you live with something first, 
and so get you get you fully trained and get you really operating, get you using that and kind of get that compelling in the organization and then start layering in the next things that you need to. So I love, first of all, I love the adoption strategy and I love working with SIs and basically saying they don't need to, they don't need to eat the entire elephant at once. Let's, let's not do that. Exactly. You know, and we kind of equate it to um, a model house versus a custom home, right? You oh, can, cool. So, so we're working with our, um, with these, these, uh, these partners um, who over time may, you know, continue to expand or, or focus in particular industries, but right. um, you know, they're delivering the model home, but what do you do in a model home? You, you do have choices within that, yep. right. To make sure it's appropriate for your business. And after we've got that, that foundation, then let's build the second story and the third story. And, you know, again, bring on the pieces and the focus where it matters most for you. Um, um, so very excited again, accelerated time to 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 value, which is critical, especially um, for these these smaller organization, minimizing those implementation costs, yep. minimizing the time, as I've said, accelerating that time to value. Um, but then making sure that that they are getting ultimately the the capabilities that they need because each business is different. Oh yeah, and I think the one the your partners that start to focus on industries, they're just going to get smart. I mean, if they're if they're doing retailers in that space, they're just going to get really smart about okay, what can they consume in in this you know in four months, in six months, in eight months, in nine months, etc. They're just going to build out models that just make sense based well, on, on those industries. They are already, you know. I mean, uh, Oracle cool. does deliver. Oracle does deliver best practices with its solution, right? We've got. Um, you know, uh, uh, yeah, localizations, we've got, um, uh, we've got uh, process flows and journeys and all kinds of best practices to help kickstart and get organizations up and running out of the out of the gate. But our partners are doing that as well. Right. Um, so they have been delivering, developing and delivering journeys, for example, just one one example of best practices, whether it's by um, a process flow or an industries. And now working with these um, organizations who are really going to focus on this mid-enterprise, those those best practices, those pre-configurations, those things that are going to just really kickstart and get companies up and running quickly, appropriate for their location, their industry, et cetera, are just going to continue to expand. So super exciting. It's and it's not the kind of not the kind of message that you've maybe typically heard from Oracle in the no, past. No, no, no. Again. I've said this to you uh, offline and online. Y'all do quietly. <laughs> you go about innovating in such a great way, but you, you know, it's like your Oracle customers know it. And I know your prospects know it too, but like the larger, the other folks that aren't in those two camps, they don't know that y'all are innovating all the time. And so uh, I could talk to you forever, Yvette, but I know you have like other things to do today. So um, thank you so much for coming on the show and explaining everything. I love it. I love, I always love your questions and talking with you. Um, it's awesome. Thank you. Vice versa. Thanks for the audience listening until next time. You've been listening to the recruiting live podcast by recruiting daily. Check out the latest industry podcasts, webinars, articles, and news at recruitingdaily.com.